Today's episode was originally recorded as one large episode and has been broken up into three parts for your listening convenience. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Diving deep into myself. Just need headspace My dreams put up a fair chase My universe ain't their space I got questions for myself Why I see more than they see I know the past keeps secrets right in front of me And the truth don't like light To get that insight When you keep this in mind Is the feeling missing Living full swing Presented by the scales, and here you have uh, Gwen Stefani, uh, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum for sure. Mm. Usher, I-, I thought Usher was a Virgo. Is he really a Libra? So you crazy. Get that charm. That's true, but I always thought of him as much more Virgo. His dating life seems, he must have like prominent Virgo places. Because <laughs> his dating life seems much more like that. Of chaotic. Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chaotic, but still like always knows how to fucking rally. So <laughs> yeah. like nobody knows how to rally a relationship like a Virgo, male or female. Um, uh, Lil Wayne. Um, yeah. Cardi B. Um, as begrudging as it might be to some Libras, definitely Kim Kardashian. She has that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I I don't think about that constantly, but then, like, it pops up into my head. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Julie Andrews also. I think oh, is she really? Libra, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you think about it, just totally Libra. Um yeah, so that's this energy, you know, it's the very much that uh that's sort of oh, Donald Glover. Yeah. I didn't realize he was Libra too. That makes so much more sense too it's though. Like, like charm, the social butterfly sort of persona, like like super friendly, wants everybody to like them, kinda I I guess that's how I think of Libra. Yeah, I think that's, um, did I say Will Smith? I meant to if I didn't. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and I think that's something too. So on one side, they definitely are people pleasers. But I think a lot of time that's the weaker vibrational energy. And I think that is when a Libra, they, they almost tend to be afraid of their own depth, especially when they're younger. Um, and yet they have such a hunger for it. So that's why so many of them will like, be very into water signs you see libras dating water signs a lot and you're kind of like what are you doing because <laughs> it seems like it would be so at odds with their natural energy you know mm-hmm. um but it's because there's such a hunger for depth and there's such a sharp intelligence that they carry and they really want 
to know about everything, like absolutely everything. And once they really explore that aspect of themselves, they become less driven by being charismatic as a way to please others. And they become more driven of using that charm in a way to really connect the world around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they really sort of like take a jump in their evolution where they're not just trying to get everybody to get along or be politically correct or uh, like smooth out a situation. It's not necessarily about everybody else, but when it becomes about them being a balance in and of their own accord, right? then that's just like next level charm. That's that Jeff Goldblum next level charm, you know, where it's it's evolved past trying to be likable and has moved into truly knowing that you're likable no matter what no matter how weird you are no matter how quirky you are whatever offbeat thing you say um and I think we all know we can you can see the difference in a Libra with that like you can tell a Libra that's just like oh I did this that and the other and then I did this and then I did that and and this is what I'm trying to do for this relationship and this is what I'm trying to do for this job and and I just hope that they appreciate me and there's a total difference between that and a Libra that's like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, and I got this award at work. Oh, and I got this, like, big raise or this big promotion. They're content with themselves, and they know that to receive credit and and adulation is not a bad thing. Um, And that connects back to Leo a little bit if we back up. You know, like, you learn with both of those energies wherever they're in your chart, whenever something transits them, like, on a personal level, no matter level no matter what your sign is when you have a transit in whatever house leo or libra is it's where you learn that it's okay to take credit that there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's not an excess and that is definitely like top tier libra energy where there's no shame there's just being and it's totally okay to just be and to be great and to be loved um and that there's definitely some power to it too you know um and plus, at that point, once the Libra hits that, that means they've learned how to tame the never-ending track of thinking that runs through their mind. <laughs> they've, like, sharpened their mental abilities so that they're not constantly questioning and thinking about everything 700 million times before they're doing it. They're thinking about it. They're weighing it out. They make a decision. And they're confident once they've made it. Um, that's definitely when they've shifted their energy big time. And... Uh, speaking of transformational um, and being able to shift energies, we move into Scorpio or fixed water, um, represented by the Scorpion sign. Uh, here you have Drake, uh, Future, uh, Adam Driver, um, Ryan Reynolds, Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio too. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know why I always forget him. <laughs> the Joker guy it was a Hawk Queen Phoenix. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The set, the after Heath Ledger, I think Heath Ledger was a Libra. Um, uh, I think he's an Aries. Yeah. Is he? I'm pretty sure, but anyway, celebrity. Like astrology. these are like some of the top guys in like rap and acting, like. They definitely know how to take on roles intensely. 
intensely, like 100% all the way through, <laughs> falling deep down into it. Oh, Frank Ocean. I totally didn't realize that, but that makes a lot of sense. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Willow Smith. That also makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, she was like 11 and came out banging like <laughs> yeah yeah and you like it, and in true scorpio fashion you didn't even want to like it but you did yeah, exactly. um, and if you said that you didn't nobody believed you like the same thing with drake like yeah. even when you don't want to like drake like you like drake and <laughs> even for all of the criticisms you can have for drake like you still like drake though though yeah. very few times that i've met somebody that was like I fucking hate Drake. Da, 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 da. Like they only said that after I was like, yeah, I like listening to Drake. And it was always a guy that I was dating. I was oh my like, God. Do guys get jealous of Jake? Duh. <laughs> it's like two guys. Like they had some kind of weird thing. Like if Drake was on and I was into it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a hundred percent what it is. And Ryan um, Gosling too. Mm-hmm. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, uh, I think he demographics a little bit better with guys because of Deadpool. But really, like, before Deadpool, there was Green Lantern, so no no guys liked him. <laughs> uh, like, and, and I remember when he, when it came out that he was uh, taking over, like, Deadpool. Because that was, like, part of his thing for doing Green Lantern was he only wanted to do it so that he could deadpool and everybody thought that it was such a crock of shit they're like oh my god he's gonna yeah. ruin deadpool burr, 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 the green he lantern sucked and they're you know they're not wrong like green lantern was pretty fucking awful um but <laughs> if in order to have deadpool we yeah. had to have green lantern i'm totally okay with that trade-off yeah um but yeah that's a that's a that is a very common reaction for scorpio men though that's sort of that jealousy i noticed it yeah yeah with cancer women too though like poor cancer women go through that a lot so Mm -hmm. i think it's if you're a water sign that can really uh be in touch with your femininity um you know for a cancer woman that generates a lot of jealousy with with other women you know for the most part a cancer woman while they are very dramatic they're not going to bring drama to a situation unless they really feel like you're getting really personal with them unnecessarily, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, for the most part, they're pretty peaceable. And so you notice that so many cancer women have so much jealousy around them and so much drama that comes from that. And I think it's a very similar thing with Scorpio men because they're so good at being in touch with their emotional side and relating to women with it that yeah. it evokes that sexualized jealousy from other men. Um totally like all on an unconscious level i think if any of the guys that i guess you were talking to are dating and the ones that i was talking to are dating like when they found out that i like drake and they just wanted to like shit all over him as soon as they found that out like i don't think it's conscious they're not thinking drake's my competition like when the fuck am i ever gonna meet drake so (laughs) but it's just sort of like this energetic sexual competition like uh how could it how how could she like i'm a real man i'm not sensitive and feelsy you know (laughs) they'll love like the notebook or Mm -hmm. drive Mm -hmm. or even like leonardo DiCaprio, like titanic like they'll love that shit but Mm -hmm. (laughs) once you mention their names they're like no he's okay he's not that good yeah 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 and then something like inception will happen and like oh my god do you remember how when inception came out every male on the planet my favorite movie (laughs) this is my favorite movie it's probably how men reacted uh when catcher in the rye came out like way 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 back in the day 
<laughs> because I feel like I feel like Catcher in the Rye was Inception before movies existed. <laughs> like this is my favorite book, man. This guy, like it's so cool and the struggle and the emotions and like you're unconscious, bruh. Like you're unconscious. <laughs> and you're like, look, yeah. all right, like calm down. Like weren't you just talking about what um how lame Leonardo DiCaprio was like two years ago? Yeah, yeah. uh but yeah i mean and and this is a very scorpio conversation to have it's very much that strong like or strong dislike like we're talking about it just in the male aspect but that's very true for for women people love or hate scorpio women period full stop Mm -hmm. um you absolutely think that like they're the coolest like most awesome shit ever or you can't stand the idea of being in the same room as them um I know I've evoked that, <laughs> that feeling a lot. <laughs> um, I think so the intimidating yeah. nature of a Scorpio woman or the bitch face or like yeah. the gaze. Or just <laughs> we look judgmental. I, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also the just the ferocious uh the ferocity in which we are opinionated. There we go. That's Yeah, a and the way passion and we're just too much at times. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm always on level like my level 10 is everyone else's level 100. <laughs> and it's very hard for me to remember that. And it's it's very hard for other people to understand it. Um, it's, it's, you know, I feel absolutely intense about everything. But to me, it doesn't feel intense. It just feels like a, it's a natural to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's Wednesday. I'm really excited about X, Y, and Z. Tomorrow will be Thursday and I'll be really excited about X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Yes. Um, so as much as there is that very dark, intense, brooding, mysterious sexual stereotype that comes with Scorpio, it all originates out of the fact that Scorpio energy is intense emotionalism turned inward. And when you begin to understand that, then it kind of makes everything about them make a little bit more sense. Um, they're very fixed and they're very watery. And so all of that emotion that they're feeling around them, very similar to cancer, but they actually want to push forward and and use it for some reason to do something specific with it. And that's why it can, it can tend to ruffle feathers because in order to push through emotions in that way, you, you kind of have to make other people feel uncomfortable and upset. Um, Very scorpionic movies are like that you'll notice that they make people feel very uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable about what they feel um and the sign works it's works that way in your own chart wherever scorpio is in your chart it's very good at exploring some sort of emotional tendril that makes everybody around you very uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh, speaking and finding comfort and discomfort, it's a very good segue for Sagittarius. <laughs> uh, this is Mutable Fire, represented by the centaur. Uh, this is your Nicki Minaj, your Zoe Kravitz, um, Britney Spears, yeah. Jay-Z, Brad Pitt, Janelle Monet. Um, which like... When I, I I never really thought about what her sign was before, and then I found out, and I was like, how could I have not have thought about what her sign was before? Now that I know, <laughs> um, so this is that really intense trans, sorry, not transformative, that very very intense outward sort of energy, that fiery spark, uh, here I am sort of energy, 
um, they just have, you know, it's, it's mutable fire. It's wild and it can move in any direction in any second. And I think that's what's most intoxicating about their personality. They are so great at uh, moving energy around a room and asking, why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? What is the purpose? What is the bigger <laughs> picture? Like, what's going on here? Questions, questions, questions. Um, arguing seven different sides all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I see them as like the wild card in the room. Like, they're super friendly, outgoing. They have that adventurous spirit. They got the big smile in your face. Like, try to keep it very lighthearted for sure. Yeah, and, and they're very good at um, cultivating the emotion of a room, too. And I know we said that about uh, cancer, but this is almost from a different aspect. This is honestly, I think, why you'll sometimes see that, even though it seems like such an odd couple. You'll see cancer and Sagittarius uh, end up together. I've seen it twice. <laughs> yeah. My parents, and my, my parents and my stepmom. So my mom and stepmom are both Sagittarius. So. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like such an odd couple, but um, when you think about it, they're both signs that move energy of everyone around them in very different ways. And I think when they can come together with one purpose in mind and like a for both signs are ferocious in terms of how they care about people, but they go about it in very different ways. Um, you know, Sagittarius is all about, you know, they're a very tribe oriented personality um surprisingly enough it doesn't seem like that because they're so laid back um but in their heart of hearts they're always thinking about the group and the bigger picture that's why mm -hmm. they're so often associated with philosophy and the larger ideals and things like that because they really are always thinking about the bigger things the larger things in life and how they can help people through that and you see that even in as what seems like a surface of an example as Britney Spears, you know, you think you see that and you think, oh, well, she's just sort of like the more shallow archetype of a Sagittarius, you know, very sexual, very alluring, um, very outward, very like, you know, just palatable on like a, on a wide scale. You know, most Sagittarius get along with pretty much everybody, even mm -hmm. if you don't like them, even if you think an asshole, you're like, well, they're an asshole, but they're my asshole. Yep. Um, I would not want to have any other office asshole aside from a Sagittarius. <laughs> um, but even with that, like, you know, they can very much so be metaphors for things that need to be changed on a larger level. And if you look at the Britney Spears situation as it is today, that is definitely like a huge question. Like her living her life under stewardship is a metaphor for well, what do we allow in terms of other people to control our freedoms and where would we end up when we get that robbed from us? Yeah. So even if you take something that seems very surface, there's that deeper lesson there that Sagittarius provides. And that's just perfect, perfect for their personality because they do. They seem so likable and surface and lighthearted on, on, on the first take. Uh, but once you really get to know them, there is such a sensitivity and such a, a quiet presence that they can have with their most intimate you know mm -hmm. I think it was a when I was very young and I was I was having to learn a lot about Sagittarius in a hard way because it was a sign I had a lot of conflict with um spoiler alert my dad's a Sagittarius 
So there's that there. <laughs> um, it was a, another Sagittarius that I was talking to that said, uh, well, you know, sometimes even a clown gets sad. <laughs> even the clown gets sad. And that's just like the perfect uh, one-off, like one-liner for Sagittarius. It just encapsulates them so, so well because they're so fun and they're so outgoing and everybody loves them and they seem so lively. But again, there's that fire sign quality of um, grinning and bearing it through their pain so that most people don't really notice it, you know? Yeah. I also see them, I mean, they're always considered the truth seekers, right? And of course, you know a lot of sags that can lie out of their ass. But for the most <laughs> part, they're the ones that are very observant in the room and they will call you out on your shit and they don't care, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't care in the way that you think, but, like, they care because they're calling you out on your shit <laughs> because it's not right. And so, like, to them, it's, like, a moral thing. Okay, you know a Sagittarius <laughs> is in the room if there's somebody that always says it's the principle of matter. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. And every time I tell somebody that's dating a Sagittarius that, they look at me and they're like, fuck <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> and i like never even realized that until i started talking not and so i like really started to pay attention to like the sagittarius energy around me and i was like oh my god <laughs> um I, because it is and so like they're calling you out on your shit and they don't give a fuck but it's like that they don't give a fuck about the personal aspect of it. They give a fuck about the larger aspect. Like they're calling you out because it violates some sort of larger ideal or value that they hold very dear, mm -hmm. you know, that to them is bigger than one person, which is admirable. And we definitely for sure need that energy. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just making me think of like <laughs> a thousand Jay-Z songs right now. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, speaking of blunt, um, Capricorn. Hello, Cardinal Earth. Uh, they are represented by the goat, um, or classically the sea goat, or not so classically, what I like to call them is the goldfish. <laughs> um, and I say it just like that. Um, and it tends to annoy most Capricorns the goat every fish. once in a while. The goldfish. <laughs> Um, unfortunately Capricorns are like too smart for me sometimes so while they'll be annoyed by it they'll notice as soon as I'm doing it just because it annoys them and then they'll even if they're annoyed on the inside they'll like stop acting like it on the outside and totally kill <laughs> the fun for me but um, here you have uh, Orlando Bloom Denzel Washington Bradley Cooper Kate Middleton Michelle Obama that's another really popular odd couple too you see a lot of Leo Capricorn mm-hmm um, especially as a power couple, but both signs are signs that are like all about power. So that would make sense. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this is your workaholic. That's, that's the stereotype that they most have. Yeah. Um, but they are anywhere that a Capricorn is, they are an institution, whether in work, whether in family and like they are the institution. Yeah. They're like the authority <laughs> are, figure. Of the yeah. office, even if they're not the boss, even if they are bottom, like you go to them for stuff, you trust them and they will stay low key and get it done. Yeah. And a lot of times like they know most times they know more than the actual boss knows if they're not the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I have worked so many places where people 
go to the Capricorn with a problem before they go to their boss, especially if the boss is like useless or doesn't take things as seriously as as what the Capricorn does. Um, Because they'll just know, like they'll know what to do. It's, it's, it's such an interesting energy too. So it has that um, sort of low key energy that most of the earth signs have. But I think this really comes from the symbology of the sea goat, the goat fish, um, is there's a, they're a little bit more accepting of their emotions than I feel like the other two earth signs are more readily. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's still uncomfortable. Emotional messiness is still very uncomfortable for them. But there's an ability to accept it and integrate it a little bit more readily than the other two earth signs. And I really do feel that so much of that comes from being something that is part of land and part of sea. So there's a, a certain amount of respect for emotionalism that even if they don't get it and they think it's disgusting or lacks decorum, <laughs> that there's this part of them that says, well, yeah, that was not graceful, but why do we respect it? Like what's really going on here what's the key of feeling and of the emotion of the moment and that's what makes them such great strategists honestly is they allow themselves a little bit more access to emotion than the other two earth signs do and so that's sort of what enables them to take their ability to strategize to the next level is because they allow emotion to be integrated into that thought process yeah i'd say Yeah, they are extremely in tune with their own emotions and other people's emotions. It's just when they come to when it comes to expressing it outwardly, like you get a poker face, right? It's unless like you really know a Capricorn or Capricorn dominant person that you can read them that easily. Yeah, or if they just really trust you. Yeah, like really, really trust you, and that's gonna take you just being a fucking hot mess cancer moon like me hey um (laughs) or just knowing them for years or a combo of both because i i was always confused by that because i've attracted a lot of uh capricorn energy into my life um and i was always so confused by it because i was i'd be like well but like why do you like me so much like really not like in an insecure way like why do you like me but like in an honest <laughs> yeah. to god like why do you like me because when i think about it logically it doesn't make sense because i am just like emotions vomiting and like capricorns are like yeah i'll fuck with you <laughs> and i'm like but what but that and i uh i had one explain it to me like yeah. such as well you just do naturally what I think about doing all the time, but would never do. And that's very <laughs> intriguing to me. And I feel like we can learn from each other for it, which is a total Capricorn answer. It's like love, admiration, respect, and a little bit science project. <laughs> I, I think with, like, with you and me and also myself and other like, cancer people, it's like I feel very safe with you guys. Because it is also that you are able to express your emotions much more readily than I am. And so that's why I'm able to trust you with all of my mess. <laughs> so yeah, there's a balance <laughs> of that. Yeah. 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 Cancer placements for sure. Like love mess too. Like you can talk all day <laughs> long about your messiness. The only time I've seen a cancer, like not like it was when it 
again, it's, just, it's very similar to the Virgo when they're like very injured of their own of their own sort and have just like these gaping unhealed wounds. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's definitely that's definitely like a cancer trait. We're just like, hey, talk about your mess. Let's indulge. Let's play in the mud a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the emotional mud. <laughs> um, uh, and with no segue at all <laughs> to Aquarius, because nothing about them likes emotional mud. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we have fixed air, represented by the water bearer. And I like to point out the water bearer actively uh, pouring out, because when you look at any sort of symbology in the constellation itself, it's the water bearer is always pouring water out. And I think that's very notable with Aquarius, because it a hundred percent describes that dynamic. Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan, The Weeknd, Oprah, Ashton Kutcher. When you think about these archetypes, they're people that are very warm, but you would never describe them as emotional, but mm. they have such a way of talking about emotions and a very emotional things that makes them so relatable. Is in a like a robotic sort of way so it's like they can yeah. objectify emotions and render them down to nothing <laughs> so it's like an aloof detached way of expressing emotional things yeah yeah i think i think that's what it is on on the surface and i think when they're still learning how to utilize their energy properly mm-hmm. but then you look at somebody like oprah and ashton kutcher where they take that and they use it on a larger scale for everybody. And so they learn how to talk about things that are very traumatic or very difficult or things that we don't want to address because it's ugly. Um, things like rape, things like sexual trafficking, uh, human trafficking. Um, and breaking it down into their non-emotional parts actually makes you feel more for the cause. And that's that other, that flip side of that robotic nature. That humanitarian, less personal and more about helping a group. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and when you think about it, that that's why I feel so closely to, it so closely relates to their sign because they're actively pouring out water. So they're act, if water is emotion, they are actively pouring out emotion in service of creating something greater if you think about tarot this is the star card mm-hmm. the Aquari- which is the aquarius card and that is quintessential pouring out emotion in favor of creation and manifestation because yeah. the star card is very much about what you really want to create and what you need to heal in order to create it and that is a hundred percent aquarius energy that is the age of Aquarius that we're going into now, you know, we are reconciling emotion into something important because you can talk about feelings all day long, but at a certain point you've got to stop talking and actually do something, you know? (laughs) And that's very much that fixed nature. Like, okay, well, what are we doing? (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, they have a little bit of duality in in that regard too. Um, Anybody that's Aquarius dominant that you know, is extremely sensitive, but just so removed from their sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Even when they know it, like even when they know that they're sensitive and they'll admit it, there's still like this almost like the stopgap within themselves of, of trying to access it. And I think a lot of that's on purpose. You see it a little bit with Gemini as well. It's the air signs, they sort of have to have the sense of removal because they don't have the emotional 
um, the way that I like to talk to my air moon friends about it is when they say, well, yeah, Murphy, but I just don't care about people the way that you do. Like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine. And they look at me when uh, the first time I say that, they always look at me like I'm weird. And I'm like, no, really, like, that's fine. You don't have as much emotional energy to spend as me, so why should you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have barrels and barrels of emotional energy to spend. Now, does that mean I should spend it? Not necessarily. But does that mean I can spend it more than what you can if you've got, like, a stack? Definitely. Like, that's me. That's why I'm here. That's not why you're here. Like, don't feel bad about it. <laughs> um you know, conserve your emotional energy, like allow yourself the ability to detach. It's totally okay to be allowed to detach just because it's not someone else's purpose, you know? Speaking of expendable emotional energy, we're down to fish, (laughs) our Pisces. Mutable water, two fish swimming in opposite directions. That sounds like a fortune cookie. Um, (laughs) Uh, which is also very Piscean when you think about it (laughs) Um, Pisces this is uh, what a category to be in you have uh, Albert Einstein Steve Jobs Elizabeth Taylor uh, Rihanna um, both Erica Badu and Common and they were together and they sung really sad ass songs together <laughs> but yeah oh yeah oh man yeah for sure mm-hmm. such a masterful energy though like and i think this is the thing where like if you know like what we've talked about before with that like low, lower vibration pisces um when you know like what pisces is capable of yeah the watching them sort of flounder quite literally like a fish out of water it's just really painful you know um and whenever i'm speaking with pisces pisces are also one of those signs that are very like very divided on astrology they're either totally here for it or totally not and i notice the ones that are totally not it's because nobody addresses their archetype in terms of a pisces so this is a pisces that they're like yeah i've checked out astrology before but it's bullshit and i'm always like oh that's interesting well why is it bullshit i'd like to know and the response is always going to be something along the lines of, well, I'm not nearly as whiny and I don't cry all the time and I'm not hyper emotional. (laughs) And you're like, okay, interesting. Um, Tell me more, you know, and uh, they'll just go on and on and on about it. And they're like, it's just really insulting. Like to think that I'm just always preoccupied with my feelings and da, 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 alcohol and drugs and and alcohol and affairs (laughs) and affairs and everybody comes before me. And like, that's just totally not me. And they're, they're right. They're never wrong about that. But I think that's because so often we get so caught up in that overly neptunian interpretation of pisces that we forget that there's an entire group of pisces that is like this albert einstein steve jobs rihanna like that is the fucking sharks of pisces you know they are out there and they're doing whatever it takes to see some larger picture come to fruition and i always tell pisces after they've told me this and they've gotten to like share their feelings because if your sign if people have identified you as something that you don't feel like you're not you've got to let them vent for a little while um because otherwise like they're not gonna want to fucking listen to you if you just like oh really i'm gonna cut you off and tell you what you actually are like that's so fucking rude Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i explained to them like that they're normally 
a Pisces develops one of two ways. And it normally happens when they're pretty young, still children. Every once in a while, it doesn't happen until later. But they figure out pretty early on that they have this huge, imaginative, massive mind. That's mm-hmm. very fantastic. The creativity, yeah, is huge. Yeah, and they know it intrinsically from the time that they're young. And depending on their situation growing up, their parents, their upbringing, and what happens around them, they decide to go one of two directions. They decide to go the direction of that shark Pisces that says, yes, I have this huge, fantastical, creative mind, but I need to be careful and I need to actually use it for something concrete and not lose myself in mm-hmm. it. And they decide that from a very young age when you think that like a, ch- a child wouldn't be able to decide such a huge thing about their identity. Or they go in the opposite direction and they're like, well, I'm just going, going to indulge in the fantasy of my identity forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that tends to determine most Pisces' life path from the outset, from the time they're very young. They either stay living in that fantasy or stay trying to cultivate a fantasy into reality it's it's the difference between the ones that manifest accidentally and the ones that manifest purposefully Mm -hmm. and you can even see this in the likes of like some like comparing rihanna to elizabeth taylor like elizabeth taylor manifested so much for her life but you can tell when you look at the path of it that it was all by accident it was just all by pure and impulse instinct of pisces whereas with Rihanna, there's much more calculation and strategy that you can see in her path along of her along her career, her love life, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, and it's just such a it's such a dynamic energy, and I think that comes from also being the embodiment of all eleven signs before you. You know, um, and being able to just be highly adaptable in every way, shape, and form. It adds to that sort of dreamy quality they have, even the more cutthroat shark ones. Yeah, they're definitely, like, dream boy, dream girl sort of type. Like, very quiet, shy type, very charming, very sweet, kind, generous to everybody. Or, you know, or they're the shark type. They go get it. And it's really amazing to see a Pisces like that, that is, like, take charge in business and on top of their shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you normally, they normally don't have, like, love life drama either because they're kind of like a Capricorn. Like, um, like they're not going to be involved in any sort of drama because they're just all about their money and their life and themselves. Like, and in yeah. a good way, not in a bad way. It's more like know? the financial security. I think with both Capricorn and Pisces, like, it's it's not so much about, you know, being rich and famous and having mm-hmm. the power. It's just, like, feeling secure and and what you're able to yeah, do establish with that yeah when you when you grow it and what you can turn it back into because um, they're both signs that are always like next steps next steps next steps uh, when they're functioning very well and at a very high level mm-hmm. um they're always concentrating on how they can use capital and turn it into something greater capricorn maybe from a more materialistic way in terms of actual money or actual business or Pisces in a more emotional way. How can I turn this emotional capital into something for the greater good? Um, and obviously not everybody like arrives there. And that's describing a, a lifelong journey of Pisces. So you, most people are probably going to follow somewhere in the middle of, of those spectrums. But yeah. 
and of course play around with them throughout their life if you notice anybody that can hop from one level to another nobody can do it like pisces maybe gemini gemini's are pretty good at like taking three steps backward to take seven leaps forward (laughs) um much like how pisces can do so but yeah so that is yeah that was everything (laughs) that was longer than normal but i hope it was totally worth it it feels like it was totally worth it um and so now you got now you got the bare bones basics coming up next we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the more technical aspects uh big scary things like aspects and houses transits retrogrades what else oh Mm. and how to generate and interpret your natal chart Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about in one episode but it's going to take you like a year to even kind of sort of grasp it so (laughs) be patient with yourself before we even get into it i'm just letting you know i've been i've been studying astrology for like 17 18 years and i still will like look at my chart and be like that shit's been there the whole time really (laughs) are you sure are you sure clearly i only pay attention to what i want to because if that's been there the whole time then i missed out on some major red flags ahead of time Um, but yeah, so we're going to leave it with that and go into all of the more technical aspects next time. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. This was Conscious and Chill Practical Alchemy. Peace out. Bye.